it's November 26, week 12. We're going to preview some games. Let's go. All right, let's start with some news and notes. Leonard Fournette has ruled has been ruled out for they've activated Gio Bernard, but the real story here is Rashad White. Um, I think it was last episode I said that I watched that game in Germany, and even though people were saying Fournette was injured, Rashad White was actually actually started the game and was taking over as a lead running back. Now we have Fournette completely out of the way. I told you to grab Rashad White. Hopefully you listen to Dick's picks. Let's go, Rashad White. You never want to brag about an injury, but ma'am, this is a big opportunity for the kid. Let's go, Rashad White. Fournette ruled out. It's kind of a surprising one. Jamar Chase not expected to play. I thought he was gearing up to play this week. Jamar Chase out. He was a game time decision seven hours ago. Now is deemed out. Nothing to be too worried about, but just keep an eye on this. Uh, Josh Jacobs running back for the Raiders. Got a, got a surprise questionable tag um, on Friday's practice report. Mike Williams ruled out for Week 12. Fire up your Keenan Allen's. Far up your Gerald Everett's. This is something I was going to get into on the breakdown, but just in case, you know, I think the most people listen at the start. In case you fade away, I really want to talk about Gerald Everett. Tight end for the Chargers. He's missed last week. He's back this week. Ah, uh, hold on. They're playing the Arizona Cardinals, the worst defense against tight ends. Um, pretty much every week they let a, a tight ends get a touchdown. So, I mean, I've been doing my locks of my touchdown picks. I already picked uh, Cooks to get one this week. Um, Cook for the Bills. But we're going to go Gerald Everett. Guaranteed touchdown this week. He's a great play. And I want to get into the schedule quickly of Everett. You know, I lost Goddard in a lot of leagues. If you lost a tight end, he's a great pickup and play. Um, they play Arizona, Vegas, and Miami the next three weeks. So Gerald Everett is a, a very strong play this week out of nowhere. As he's been injured. Jared Everett, book it, touchdown, week 12. Um, Raheem Mostert listed as doubtful for week 12. Fire up your Jeff. My name is Jeff. Your Jeff Wilsons. Fire him up. Chiefs rule out Kadarius Tony for Sunday's game. I was very high on Kadarius Tony last week, and he left with a hamstring injury. He's been plagued by hamstring, hamstring injuries his whole career he can't stay on the field it's a shame the Cardinals expect Marquise Brown Marquise Hollywood Brown to be activated off IR and play Sunday against the Chargers whoa fire up your Hollywoods um, Hopkins is back I mean at the start of the season when Hollywood uh, when Hollywood was doing so well there was no Hopkins but I think with this kind of high-flying offense um, you could do worse and start Marquise Hollywood Brown this week Following that report, Kyler Murray is also back and will start after missing the last two weeks with a hamstring injury. Look out for the Cardinals this week, folks. Um, it is now official. Bears quarterback Justin Fields, Flanders Fields forever, sep- has a separated shoulder, and he's questionable. I've heard through the grapevine he will not play this week. That's not official, but the questionable tag is official. We'll have to wait for tomorrow morning's report. But um, if I have Justin Fields, I'll, I would pivot uh, in my own experience, I do have Justin Fields, and I've picked up Geno Smith. Bengals coach Zach Taylor told reporters running back Joe Mixon, who has a concussion, is out for Sunday versus the Titans. Mixon out with concussion. 
Um, I made P run my number one waiver wire pickup this week. I hope you were locked. Um, Eagles wide receiver AJ Brown has had an illness all week at practice, but he's back at practice on Friday. AJ Brown should be good to go, but he's a little tired with a little illness, a little uh, boo boo in his tummy tum. All right, I'm just scanning the rest of the news. There's not much to uh, say. I mean, McVeigh ruled out Stafford quite a while ago, three days ago since we talked. Uh, the Jaguars claimed former Rams starting running back Daryl Henderson. That could be something. But Juju uh, opens the full practice on Wednesday. Juju could be good to go. That's surprising to me. Um, keeping on Juju. There we go. That's the news and notes for week 12. Let's get into some games. Let's start with a trash game. Denver Broncos at Carolina Panthers. I'm going to call this my trash bag game of the week. The line is 36 points. I'd probably take the under, to be honest. Um, Sam Darnold is starting. So fire up your Denver D. I might go scrambling right now, actually. I didn't know that. Baker Mayfield looked terrible. Could have been his last game of his career. Probably not. Sam Darnold's getting the start this week. That's something to really dive into here. It could be, you know, who knows, man? It could be better for DJ Moore. I don't, I mean, to be honest, Broncos D is still good. Um, Russell Wilson's trash and put him in terrible positions. But Sam Darnold, man, you can't really do worse than what's been happening with these uh, Panthers the last couple weeks. I just took a quick stop and looked. Uh, DJ Moore actually did do better last year. His stats, anyway, so far uh, were better last year with Darnold than they have been with the two QB split so far this year. So you could do worse if you need to. If you need to spot start, uh, DJ Moore. But I'm going. He's a low-end wide receiver three. On the other side of the ball, I really want to talk about Latavius Tay train. Um, in a matter of five weeks, Murray has gone from being signed to the practice squad to now being the last back remaining on the field um, after the team placed Chase Edmonds on IR and cut Melvin Gordon last week. Yes, I uh, didn't bring that up in the news. Um, we talked about Melvin Gordon, but Chase Edmonds on IR is huge news for Latavius Murray owners. Despite Denver's offensive struggles, they've ranked 12th in rushing attempts per game and 25th in rushing yards per game, uh, creating an opportunity for Murray, who also has the ability to catch passes out of the backfield. Uh, the matchup is great as well. So um, fire up with Latavius Murray's, man, for sure. Um, might as well stick with the running backs for a second. Deonta Foreman, on the other side of the ball, Broncos are... A good D, but they're kind of giving up a bit. They trade Chubb. You can run on them a bit. Uh, Deontay Foreman doesn't catch any pass out of the backfield, but if you're standard league and you want to smash, uh, no, I wouldn't be scared of Foreman. I mean, he's a very low-end uh, running back two this week. Um, there's no buys this week, so you're starting everyone. Maybe Foreman's been filling in for you. I would be placing him on my bench if he would just fill it in for buys, but if you get to start him... Uh, it won't be too, too bad. Like I said, this is a low um, line for the over-under, though. The only other offensive weapon I'm starting this week is Cortland Sutton. Uh, it, was pretty, uh, it wasn't pretty. It was pretty last week, but the final line was okay. Uh, Sutton can't be trusted to deliver in big games because the offense cannot sustain drives long enough. So um, I'm forced to play Cortland Sutton this week. Um, let's hope he does something. I mean... Fuck, there's not many other more options, really. Uh, Jerry Judy is still out. 
All right, that, this game is depressing me. Let's move on. Tampa Bay Buccaneers at the Cleveland Browns. This will be easy. We already talked about it. Fire up your shot whites everywhere as I put him a top 10. That puts him in a running back one position this week. Rashad White, fire him up. Let's go. I almost want to guarantee it, Teddy, but I'm not going to because that's not what this podcast is. We decided we're randomly doing it. Now we're making commercials about it because we're trying to flex, but we're not just here to predict Tuddies. Um, but if I was to predict a Tuddy, I would predict Rashad White at Tuddy this week. <laughs> All right, so the line, Vegas is a line at 42 points. I'd probably take the over on that. Buccaneers are 5-5. Five and five. Browns are 3-7. and seven. And it's the last game with big beef Brissette at quarterback. The rapist, Deshaun Watson, it returns next week. Boo! You can pick him up. I picked him up. <laughs> you can pick him up for next week, Deshaun Watson. But do you have the gall? I'm. Uh, I don't have much respect for myself, so I picked him up in a league just in case. Boo myself. All right, Buccaneers wide receivers. It's easy to forget because of the bye week, but their passing attack looked a lot better against the Seahawks in Week Ten. Additionally, Chris Godwin finally caught his first touchdown. Uh, of the season. Uh, facing a porous Browns defense, it sit, sets up as a good spot for both him and Mike Evans, who slot in as a top 15 wide receiver this week. Let's get her going. Fire up your wide receivers. That would mean fire up your Tom Brady's. Um, with that bye week, too, the team gets a little it's been a banged up team, banged up the O line. Brady took some hits. Uh, Evans was hurt. His ribs were hurt. Godwin's been nursing injuries the whole year. So. Uh, this bye week, I think, is going to really help the Buccaneers. They're definitely going to win this game, I think. Uh, Tom Brady should have a good game as well. Just to back up, back that up with a stat, Cleveland has given up 30-plus points in five of their last six games, um, many of which will come from the arm of Brady. He's a top-12 quarterback this week. I put him in top-10. Once again, man, the respect for Chubb. I'm not going to say anything. He's one of the best running backs in the league. You always fire him up. There's nothing for me to talk about. Chubb's going to run. Runner. All right, yeah, we did the commercial about it. Uh, Last week I called Donovan Peoples-Jones. First touchdown of the season, and boom, he got it. You heard it here first, folks. Um, I'm... I mean, obviously, you're starting Mark Cooper. I started Mark Cooper over Donovan Peoples-Jones. Let's not get crazy, folks. Um... The matchup is difficult, uh, but Amari Cooper has been productive, so I'm playing him. Um, I would temper expectations for Donovan Peoples-Jones, but it's been fun the last three or four weeks. Uh, more than 70 yards in the last week had a tutty. Um, this is pretty normal. I just want to talk about David Njoku this week. I told you to pick him up last week. Didn't necessarily say play him, but kind of stash him. Uh, he only played 30, 37% of offensive snaps last week, limiting him to two catches for 17 yards. Just to reference that, like, it makes sense. You're bringing him back from injury. You're going to slowly bring him in, uh, slowly like rise him in snaps. I'm just going to reference uh, through the first six weeks, his snap percentage were 89, 85, 92, 88, 94, and 80. Uh, so even if he jumps only, even if he jumps to around 65%, uh, that would provide him the opportunity to finish as at least a top 12 tight end this week. Uh, so Njoku is not a bad play. Let's keep right on moving along here. Uh, we're going to go Baltimore Ravens at Jacksonville Jaguars. Uh, Vegas has the line uh, 43 points. 
Jeez, um, I don't know what to do with that line. Take the under. Ravens, 7-3. Against Jaguars, 3-7. and seven. Let's get right into it. Mark Andrews, um, following his return, he's been injured. He returned last week. He played 93% of the offensive snaps. Hauling in six catches for 63 yards on eight targets. Uh, he's back in my top three tight ends now. Um, even with the struggling offense, far up your Mark Andrews. And yeah, I know that goes without saying, but I just want to like, you know, we're talking the games. I got to bring him up. So uh, obviously if our Mark Andrews is up, just want to throw that out there. Continu- uh, continue with that theme of obviously you're going to fire him up. Travis Etienne, you know, who cares? They signed Henderson, man. Tra- like Travis Etienne is the truth. I'm loving this kid. Yeah, I just looked this up. He's got the sixth highest elusive rating in the league. Tenth highest yards after contact. Fifth most breakaway runs. And sixth most missed tackles forced. Uh, He's an elite back that is just getting his full workload in on an average offense. I love Travis Etienne. Um, The Ravens defense has played better since acquiring Roquan Smith. But he's still a good... um, I put him in my RB1 category this week. He's a top 10 running back for me. Travis Etienne. Remember, they're coming off a bye, so that's another week they are arrested. Moving right along, Christian Kirk. Kirk has been impressive as well, ranking 20th in yards per route run with a 1.87. He's also had the 10th most receptions, 13th most receiving yards, and 4th most receiving touchdowns. Um, He's a top 24 with top 12 wide receiver upside. I'm starting him over Mike Evans this week, surprisingly, in a standard league. Um, Am I crazy? You can email me later at joeldix at gmail.com. <laughs> Quick quarterback talk. Trevor Lawrence, I'm not starting. Like, why would you need to start Trevor Lawrence? There's no buzz. Uh, Lamar Jackson, fire him up. Uh, Jackson got Andrews back last week, uh, which didn't make quite as big of an impact as expected, but they're getting reclaimed. Um, the Jaguars are another beatable defense, so the chances for a better day is there. Fire up your Lamar Jacksons. No worries there. I guess it's not that basic. He hasn't been very good. But with his rushing upside, I mean, what are you going to do? You're always going to start Lamar. Like, just move on. So many... I listen to a lot of podcasts and pull information from them. And it's just like, are we really going to debate Lamar Jackson? Like, I mean, you, you unless you traded him away, if you drafted Lamar, you're going to start him. Maybe if you have Flanders Fields or something. I mean, even this week with Fields injured... Here's the line. I would start Geno Smith over Lamar. So I put him a top 11. I have Geno as a top 10 quarterback this week. And I put Fields at 15 because I didn't know if he was uh, healthy or not. So there we go. That's that. What we really should talk about, which is important, Demarcus Robinson. Actually, I was going to talk about Robinson, but he's listed as questionable. So let's wait on that report. But he's definitely taken over as the Ravens' number one uh, wide receiver. Uh, that's that role can be up and down, very uh, you know, sh- rocky. You know, if you're number one wide receiver for the f- for the Ravens, you're not you know a fucking superstar here. But let's keep an eye on his uh, report for Sunday. Um, he did not. He did practice. Oh, okay, so he did practice full on Friday. I mean, he's probably going to play. Um, I love it, Demarcus Robinson. In a three-wide-receiver start league, I would throw him in as my wide-receiver three all day long. All right, we talk about it every week. Uh, Gus Boss took him everywhere. It's love Gus. 
Let's take a look. Let's take a look and see the practice report. I'm stalling because we're getting it up here. Are we going to start Gus Bus? We're in this together, Gus Bus owners. So take a ride with me on the bus. Take a ride with the kid. Um, Gus Edwards was listed as questionable with a knee injury for week 12 on the Ravens' Friday injury report. Um, Edwards has missed the last past two games with the injury but has a good shot to return on Sunday after logging full practices each of the last two days. His return will cut into Kenyon Drake's workload, and the two backs will likely revert to shared opportunities. Uh, it's difficult to recommend Edwards as a starting fantasy option, even in Baltimore's continue, continuous run-heavy approach. That's for fantasy pros, so they're not really feeling them. I love my Gus Bus in the standard league. Uh, maybe my rule is usually I want to see it one week. The thing is with that rule, I brought this up last week. When Gus finally came back mid-season, um, what was it, three or four weeks ago now, they played him right out of the gate and they played him strong. And then he kind of faded away. And like I said, that was after a good Kenyon Drake week. So, I mean, I haven't looked into this too much, but uh, Gus Bus could be just rolling against the Jaguars. Man... That would be a risky play to play him, but it could really pay off if you're going to fire up your Gus Bus. If you do, write me as well because uh, you have a big set of cojones. Big risk-reward Gus Bus this week against the Jaguars. I wish I could help you a little bit more with that. All right, because of the Fields injury, I'm not going to talk about Chicago Bears and Jets. I want to talk about one more game, and we'll get out of here. Let's talk about Houston Texans at Miami Dolphins. Off of a bye. The hot Miami Dolphins return. Uh, Houston has a has a, been a great matchup for running backs, which lends itself well to Jeff Wilson, which we talked about earlier. Uh, with Raheem Mostert out, so it's a huge, huge start for Jeff Wilson Jr. Uh, to a Valoa, um, the Dolphins are seventh in pass rate over expectation, uh, indicating they'll air it out regardless of the game script. Um, Tua has been incredibly consistent, throwing for 285-plus yards and three touchdowns on, of, on each of his last three games, making him a must-start. You're definitely firing up Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. They're must-starts as well. All right, what we want to talk about, my boy Damian Pierce. I said fire him up last week. We're all transparent here. I talk about my tutty calls. I said fire up Damian Pierce. He had the worst game ever. He had like one point last week. I started him, just so you know. And you know what? I'm going to start him again this week, I think. Man, I can't believe I'm starting him. I just checked. I'm starting him over Pacheco, over Gus Bus. Oof, man, I got to really check my lineup here. Um... <laughs> Yeah, let's look into this. Pierce has the, had the worst game of his season uh, against a stout Washington defense that took uh, took the lead immediately and never looked back. Uh, he still had 10 touches, but only notched 17 scrimmage yards. Uh, there is some concern, especially with this offense, um, as they're switching to uh, quarterback Kyle Allen this week. So a big quarterback switch for the Texans. That's something to talk about. I would fire up my Miami defense for sure. Um, I would, I'm going to temper expectations on Damian Pierce uh, with this news of the quarterback switch. So I'm probably going to plug someone in over Damian Pierce and let him sit for a week. Think about what he's done. All right, I'm feeling I'm bored. We get now to the Leafs game. Let's do one more bonus game. I'm not, I'm not doing all the games like I used to. That was too much. I had to pay for a lot of like whatever to upload hours worth, and we're just kind of 
getting back in the swing of things. So I'm not doing all the games, but I want to do a bonus game because I'm feeling it. I'm loving the mic right now. Let's go Las Vegas Raiders at Seattle Seahawks. Geno Smith. I'm going to start him up this week in uh, my main league. Uh, Smith gets a great matchup this week for him and his uh, weapons. Um, Seahawks wide receivers. DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett are must starts along with Geno Smith. Let's touch on Kenneth Walker. He's obviously a must-start, but he actually showed off his patch-catching abilities before the bye week with six receptions for 55 yards. So, I mean, the guy's been getting it done on the ground. Now he's getting it done through the air. He is a stud in the making. Kenneth Walker III. I'm loving the kid. Pick, or, I mean, you can't really pick him up, but hopefully you picked him up anyways. Josh Jacobs. I mentioned earlier he pulled, jumped up. Questionable. Just keep an eye on that, but he's a workhorse. I uh, love Josh Jacobs this year. He's having a breakout year. Devontae Adams, you're starting him. Um, you know, Foster Moreau. I don't like Foster Moreau. Uh, if, if, you, if you're looking, you know, just, if you need a tight end to start, I would pivot away from Foster Moreau this week. Um, Gerald Everett, like I said, at the start of the, the, start of the episode. Jared Everett or even David Njoku, I would far up over Foster Moreau. All right, that's it for this week. This is your host, Joel Dixon. Thanks for listening to Dixon Picks, Fans Football Podcast. I'm not religious, but this band rips.